Welcome to the Amplifying Optimism in Education podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Joshua Faden. Last week, you heard a wonderful episode with my fellow co-host, Michael Carson, where he talked about his passion working with educators on mindfulness. This week, in the second episode of Get to Know Your Hosts, I'm going to talk about my work and my joy, which is helping to build student confidence. So first, I like to think about confidence in terms of having three parts to it. The first part of confidence is self-efficacy, which is our belief in ourselves and our ability to get what we need in any situation. Then there's self-awareness, which is our ability to think about and better understand ourselves and what we need in any given situation. And then finally, it's our self-esteem, where we connect our beliefs about ourselves to our thoughts and our behaviors, to our feelings and our actions. And they all work together then to help us get what we need in that situation, where we have three components then, the self-efficacy, getting what we need, self-awareness, knowing what we need, and self-esteem, believing in ourselves to get what we need. And those three parts make up confidence. So what I believe in order to help students build their own confidence in themselves as learners is that it all starts with relationship building and with helping to grow student curiosity. I've developed a model for helping students to become and sustain their confidence. And I call my model the challenge cycle. Because for me, confidence is about teaching our children how to deal with the daily challenges that we all face. And so what I noticed in my work with many students over the years, when I took a step back, was able to start to examine what we see when students are becoming confident, what we see when they're overcoming challenges, what we see when they're working to build their confidence, is that there are five phases that all people, whether they're students, even adults, I use this with my wife, we often talk about where we are in our own challenge cycles and we have conversations about the ideas of what we need in order to move ourselves through the different phases of the challenge cycle. And so when we think about the five phases though, in order to help students to navigate their challenge cycles, and to more effectively and efficiently complete their challenge cycles on a regular basis, I also create a toolkit that I call my Const confidence constellation. And I call it a constellation because like a constellation, when you have all of those elements, all of those stars burning brightly together, that's when you see the constellation at its fullest, at its brightest, at its most beautiful point. And so with confidence, when we have all of the elements burning brightly together, students are at their peak optimal efforts and they're able to get what they need on a regular basis through their challenge cycle. And so while I do trainings for parents and teachers and students around the full challenge cycle and around the 12 elements that make up my confidence constellation, I want to focus specifically on this episode about one of my favorite aspects, the beginning part of helping students to become confident, and that's really thinking about how we help our students in phase one of the challenge cycle as they're becoming confident to even believe in their cells as able to overcome whatever challenges they're facing. And so it's about helping students to increase their receptivity to learning. So this is a wonderful time of year because whether you're back in person or you're back on virtual learning or some hybrid model, wherever you are, whatever you're doing with your students, it's the beginning of a new school year. 
And when I was a third grade teacher in Washington, D.C. public schools, I always looked forward to the beginning of the school year because for me, this is the time where I really took the time and the effort and the energy that it takes to get to know my students and to learn about what makes them tick. And so at the beginning of every school year, I would do this activity where I would have one-on-one -on -one time with my students. And I would call this activity, interview you like a rock star. And I wanted my students to have this experience of feeling like a rock star, like somebody who is in the spotlight. This is all about them, their passions, their joys, their excitements, what they love. And so I would build into my schedule when students would be working in small groups or individually, and I would call up students to my desk and I would one-on-one -on -one for five minutes, seven minutes at most, find time to be able to interview my students like a rock star. So what does that entail? I had a list of questions that I would use with my students. And the questions both got at the heart of how students think and what they love and what they view themselves as learners, as well as just as individuals. So questions were things like, complete the following sentence, I feel smart when I am blank. And whatever students would say, I would just write down and get excited about their responses. To me, learning is blank. What does learning mean to the students? What does it mean to the individuals? What are they thinking about learning? And again, sometimes you had students that would say things like, to me, learning is boring, or to me, learning is really fun. And whatever it was, you get information. So there's no wrong answers. Boring, great, tell me more. Exciting, great. What do you makes it so exciting? And you're really trying to dig deep into how the students are thinking and what they're trying to get out of this school year and what their responses tell you about themselves. So other things I would ask, I would ask them to talk about subjects that they liked. What's a subject that you love and why? What's a subject that you kind of struggle with and why do you think that might be? And this is really important because again, whether a student says, oh, I love reading because I can't stop putting down great novels that I've been reading all summer. Or you have students say, I love lunch or recess. It tells you about how the students view the school day, what their mindset is, what they're thinking, what their joys are, where they're looking to get a rise out of you as the teacher or to see your reaction or to see if you're going to say, that's not a subject. You can't pick lunch, pick something else. No, let the student pick what they want and use that information. We'll talk about how to use that information later in this episode, but that's one of the important things is whatever the students say, regardless of what it is, really embrace that and allow the students to express themselves during these interviews. So other questions that I have on my, on my interview, like a rock star activity. I asked them if they could learn about anything in the world, what would it be and why? So again, getting them to talk about their passions, their joys, what makes them tick. I learn best when, you know, I want to know, do my students need it to be silent? Do they need it to be really bright? Do they need it when they're outside? Do they need it when they're sitting on a carpet? When do they learn best? And then I want to know what do they hope for? in this year, whatever grade they're in, what are their hopes and dreams for that year? And then I move away from some of the academic things and I start to think about them as individuals. 
And what are their hopes and dreams for in life? You know, what do they want to be when they grow up, so to speak? What are they looking forward to? You know, what do they like most about their education so far? You'll get really interesting responses to that. Students will tell you what's working for them, what's not working. What is something that you would change if you could change one thing about your education? Again, the answers you'll get, it's a gold mine of great information and great details that you can really use to get to know your students and to help them to be inspired and to be excited about the school year ahead and to be feeling as though they belong and they're confident in themselves as learners and they're in a space where their confidence is going to be grown and it's going to allow them to flourish for the year. And then finally, I always say things like, in your spare time, what do you like to do? And if you could have your teacher help you with anything this year, what do you want your teacher to focus on with you? What do you want me, the teacher, to help you with? And of course, at the end of every session of these interviews, I always turn it back to my students and I say to them, well, you know, I feel like I asked you a lot of questions and I learned a lot of great information about you. It's only fair, I feel like, if you get to ask me questions, what are you curious about? And again, this is an opportunity for it to be a two-way street for your students to feel like, oh, I actually get to ask my teachers about themselves. I get to learn about them. Oh, I get to, to know what's their favorite color. Oh, I get to know what do they like to eat. These types of questions, while they might seem silly or they might seem like, oh, I don't know what they're gonna ask. I'm worried about what they'll ask. You'll find you actually have really great conversations that allow the students to have an opportunity to already feel as though they're taking the lead in something, that they're in charge. Oh, I get to ask the question. Cool. This is great. I'm really excited. I, I'm looking forward to asking questions. I'm looking forward to being a partner in this experience throughout the school year. So this activity, I'll pause because again, what I love about this activity is that it only takes five, six, seven, eight minutes, but you get one-on-one -on -one opportunities, experiences with each student right from the start. And I work it in, again, you don't have to do them all at once. Over the first two, three weeks of the school year, I would maybe do two, three, four, five a day, depending on what we are working on, what our goals are for the day, what we're trying to create as a classroom community. And in a virtual setting, you know, you can always do breakout rooms and have one student that's with you. You can always, during your asynchronous days or days where it's quote unquote not in a virtual setting where you're actually having a quote unquote class for that day, you can invite students to come sign up for one-to-one -one sessions with you as well, where you can be able to talk with them in an informal way uh, that's not necessarily uh, an actual quote unquote class, as I'm saying here. So now we have this information now. Right, We have however many students you have, whether it's 10, 20, 30, 40 students that you've interviewed. If you're in middle school or high school and you've done this with all your classes, you might have a ton of students, so up to 100 students if you have all these different classes that you're with. What do we do with this? How can I possibly use all this information that I've gathered about every single one of my students? Well, the key is you're trying to get a quick glimpse into their lives and create a quick portrait that you can use to spark their curiosity. So if I learn in my interview with a student that they love horses, I might write down next to their name, horses. 
that simple. What do they love? What makes them tick? Horses, they need silence. Horses, silence, they love reading. Horses, silence, reading. And I'm building a very quick portrait of each student. And I created, I would always have a spreadsheet in Excel where I would use, where I would keep track of all of my students' names and this quick portrait that I created about them. And I would use this all the time. I would constantly refer back to this just to get an idea of, hmm, okay, Chloe, I know that you really love to talk about music. And, and Jonathan, I know that you love to talk about sports. And how can I incorporate this into my lessons? So as a third grade teacher, I had my students for all subjects, older, older teachers, as you are working with students, you know, and you're specialized in your social studies or your history or your science or, so, or English or whatever the subject is, you know, you can think about as I'm creating the curriculum, as I'm building my lesson plans, how do I have my students see themselves in what you've created? So for instance, if I know math, I'm gonna be talking about multiplication third grade. Well, Chloe, horses, maybe this way that I hook her into talking about multiplication is to talk about horses have four legs. If I have six horses in a stable, how many total legs would be in that stable? Have them draw it out. They love art. Have them draw it out and create that. And they start to be able to incorporate their interests into the subject matter that maybe they didn't list math as something they love, but now because you're using their name, you're using their interests, you're using their passions, you're speaking their language, you're teaching to them, it becomes a subject that they're curious about. They want to know more about. They view themselves as capable of being expert in of being a joy to have that subject in their life. And you're starting to change their relationship with learning, change the relationship with their teacher, and change the relationship with the subject matter so that the students can engage in all the different subjects. They can be able to have routines in place to know that if I don't understand something, I can ask and have my teacher talk about my interests as a way to incorporate what I love into this learning process. What I find when we do this with students, when we use the information, when we refer back to it, we're letting our students know that we care, that we're here for them, that we value their opinions, and that they want to have this relationship with them that is a partnership. It's not just I'm all standing in front of the classroom and teaching to you and you need to take it all in. It's that we're working together to make sure that you get what you need as a learner. And as a teacher, I can speak to you in a way that works for you. So this is just one of the many ways that at the beginning of a school year, we can really get to know our students and take the time to show them that their curiosities mean something to us, that we value them, that we'll use them throughout the school year. And again, you can use the same activity throughout the school year because we're not stagnant. We change. We're dynamic. Our students change. Their interests change. And you can always have these types of conversations, whether it's formal or informal, whether it's written out in this interview style, or it's just casually in a Zoom room one-on-one, -on -one, or if we are back in person on the playground at lunch, whatever it is, finding ways to connect with our students and to really form that relationship and to have it be a relationship built upon trust 
is the core foundational part of beginning that journey of building up our students and building their confidence. So I hope that you enjoyed this episode. I hope that you think about what you can do to get to know your students, to get to know their interests and how to use those interests as the beginning point for this conversation about helping them overcome their challenges to keep their confidence constellations burning brightly and to be able to have the experience that we want our students to have this year as learners, as the next generation of thought leaders, and as people that can move through this pandemic world that we're living through and have the way of thinking and of building their own confidence that creates the next generation of lifelong excited learners. So thank you for listening. If you have more questions, if you're curious, if you want to know more about the challenge cycle, the confidence constellation, if you're a parent and want to have a training for yourself and your friends, if you're a teacher and want to me to talk to you and your fellow teachers, feel free to reach out to me. My email is joshua, J-O-S-H-U-A, at communityofteachers.com, all one word, communityofteachers.com. You can also visit my website, www.communityofteachers.com. Thank you for listening and have a great school year and a great rest of your day.